Hello there. Welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. How are you? March the 1st. Spring is in the air, or at least it was over the course of the weekend. A little bit cold and chilly and overcast here, but beautiful sunshine in the west of England yesterday, uh, just before I went into work at Sky Sports News for an evening shift. Great to have some time outdoors. So I hope you managed to do so if you're in the UK or wherever you are in the world. Hopefully, uh, life is looking maybe a little bit more optimistic in terms of getting back to normal. Thank you for hitting the button. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installation. Check out Jason Briggs' B&O Cheltenham team, B&O Cheltenham on Twitter and Instagram, and the website. Get the contact details for your bespoke quote, solution, plan, whatever it may be, just a chat. I'm sure those guys can point you in the right direction, be it Bang & Olufsen Equipment or through the company Serene AV, another solution to your, your home entertainment quandaries. Thank you to Cytoplan for their association with the podcast as well. Immune Complete 2 sitting in front of me now is kind of the foundation of my sort of health plan in terms of trying to keep uh, my immunity at tip-top levels at the moment with the pandemic in mind, but also just generally. And, and we've taken these supplements for 20-plus years now as a family. My father's worked as a consultant. We do pay for the supplements at a discount, and you can have a discount rate as well. I just look running through some of the ingredients actually in the Immune Complete 2. It has uh, vitamin A, vitamin D3, which is 600% here. And I know vitamin D3, the key component is how you – uh, body absorbs it is it as efficient as it is uh, taking sunshine probably not but when you haven't got much sunshine it's uh, kind of maybe the, the next best thing vitamin e vitamin c it's got vitamin c 200 percent of your daily required amount vitamin b1 b2 b3 b6 and actually has four thousand uh, percent of your vitamin b12 and it's a vegan supplement as well actually the immune complete too so if you are a vegan you may be concerned about vitamin b12 in particular vitamin k2 on there as well and the uh the micronutrition the uh, trace elements my father has been concerned about over the last 20 25 years as depleting in our diet due to over soil rotation it has got selenium zinc copper in here mag magnesium as well so it's interesting the uh the different components of the immune complete two from cytoplan but a whole range of supplements you can get a 10 percent discount ongoing a 30 percent discount off your initial purchase with the discount code DRAPER10R, our discount code, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers, numerals, one, zero, and then the capital letter R, DRAPER10R. Right, thank you for listening to the podcast. As I say spring's in the air today. It was uh, last week when I spoke to Johnny Nelson, former World Cruiserweight champion. Really interesting conversation, which is sort of about boxing, but more about life and the concept of mentors and how getting advice and establishing your principles, knowing who you are early, maybe with the help of a mentor, is a key component to success and perhaps fulfillment and happiness. And he was very candid here about his coach and mentor, Brendan Ingle, and how he conditioned him to, to be a world champion boxer, potentially, but also just a, a person who is adapted to knowing themselves in life and having a, a kind of principled and foundation of how they approach life and for potential to be successful and Johnny's now a successful broadcaster of course at Sky Sports a fitness trainer as well looking to go potentially back into boxing training he talks about here but it is uh, very good to get the, the inside of Johnny Nelson once again a wonderful uh, former cruiserweight world champion of the world in boxing competed at heavyweight as well but I think has got some real kernels of, of wisdom here imparted to him by the great Irish trainer former fighter himself Brendan Ingle so here he is so once again back to the podcast very pleased to say is uh, the one and only, the entertainer, Johnny Nelson. 
Johnny Nelson, welcome back. Your desert storm this morning in your shirt. I love it. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, good morning, Ed. Good morning. You know what? It's uh, spring's on its way. It's it is brighter I... now. Six o'clock in the morning. It's crack. It's like getting brown again. Uh, last. Hallelujah. You're shame. You're shaming us up at six. I can tell you. Drop that. Just drop that in there. <laughs> Well, I, I got up at seven and I went for a jog and I actually wore shorts. And I don't jog particularly quickly, but I've got a sweat on, which is quite nice because well, usually <laughs> you've been getting frostbite the last couple of months. So it's a, yeah, it's a, a nice good. change. But listen, it, it, the UK is the greatest place for, for weather. You know, the winters are crap. The summers are great. The springs are great. Autumn's great. Yeah. So, uh, so it's just, it gives you very choices. Yeah, the pendulum swings, doesn't it? That's the thing in the UK. Very dark yeah. in the winter, very light in the summer. So you take that. And the Australian friends, when they come over, they always say that the summers are great, but they try and get home for the winters. because Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly, it's, exactly. It's, it's brutal. Um, but boxing's back as well. Before we talk Brendan Ingle, you happy about that? It's good to get it in a, it's a glimmer oh, of without light now. Yeah. Without a doubt. And of course, when all this lockdown started, I said there's going to be quite a few upsets. And that's what we've seen, especially this year. Mm. Uh, Josh Warrington, uh, um, uh, Josh Kelly, uh, Dylan White. And, uh, and it, will, it will go on mm. because now it's that this is a complete leveller. Uh, fighters you expect to be in the away losing corner have had enough time to prepare as the champions have. And that's the disadvantage in our sport, but it makes it more of an even playing ground, uh, uh, which I actually like. Uh, so even though the results may not suit some bit people, I think it's our sport, it, it levels our sport. Yeah, fascinating to see how your fellow Yorkshireman Warrington recovers from that one, actually, in particular. It seems yeah. almost the biggest shock of, of the period, his first ever his first yeah. ever loss. But let's talk about Brendan Ingle, your mentor and inspiration. You're, you're credited with some glowing tributes down the years for him, obviously, the late Brendan Ingle. I can't believe it's almost three years. I think this May now, that he passed away, which is, is incredible. It shows you how time has flown, particularly in the in the pandemic, but about Brendan, what, what was his backstory? Because obviously an Irishman who ended up in the steel city of Sheffield, when did he come over? So, so before we start, when we, when in regards to this about Brendan, I actually thought, it wasn't until just now thought, well, you've not sat down and prepped anything. I thought, cause I don't need to, <laughs> uh, I'll just speak from the heart. So if some of my facts are wrong, uh, the, that's, forgive me. Uh, I'll tell you <laughs> what I know from memory. And, yeah. uh, it is quite a lot. Uh, so Brendan, he always used to rabbit on about coming over um, <coughs> a, a Catholic marrying a Protestant and how their families were not were not against it. How we met Alma and Alma, um, he fell for straight away, and they used to have that 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 conversation: a Catholic and a Protestant marrying each other. But he knew that coming over to Sheffield was the best thing he did. He came over to Sheffield, went back to Ireland with Alma, came back to Sheffield. Um, and uh, wow. and he worked. He worked hard, and uh, he, he worked as well as ran a boxing club at the same time. Because remember, he had a family and five kids. Uh, he had a wife and five kids to feed. Wow. What was feed for? Yeah. What was, his, so, what was his day job, uh, Johnny? Uh, he worked in the steel factory. Then he worked for a, um, a thing called Starting Point. And Starting Point, um, uh, it was like to help kids. Yeah, it was a government-run scheme. But before that, he used to tell us about when he worked in the steel factory. He got the workmen. No, the, on the building site, and he'd get the workmen all doing press-up competitions <laughs> and at dinner and running competitions up and down the road. He wow. said it was a good crack. It was a good crack, but it was hard. Um, and that's why I, I actually look at Brendan and I admire him because, and, and many trainers have done this, uh, but the commitment that Brendan showed um, uh, to me stands out. And that's why if I became a trainer, which I'm considering, um, I'd, I'd make sure I'd only do it if I could commit 
like he did to, to me, to us, to others, because he'd go to work, he'd get up, go for a run, go to work, come back, run the gym, uh, all those that in the gym, all of our families, all of our problems, all the gym problems, and then go home and deal with his own family. Well, John, John, so, so, I gonna, yeah, I was going to say, Johnny, if you can train me remotely on the Get On It program, you can train anyone. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've managed exactly. to knock well, myself out, but but that's yeah. but with Brendan, that's fascinating. That the, the backstory of and for for those of us who aren't particularly religious, we never quite understand the depth of of sometimes the tribalism there around religion and particularly denominations of the same religion in Christianity between. Catholicism and Protestantism and, and, yeah. and that divide how formative was that in his outlook to the whole of humanity and his approach I suppose that people are, are all just people was that key do you think for his development as yeah a, yeah without a, a doubt because initially you know he said he'd go back to Ireland we'd have the same argument we had five years before 10 years before 15 years before he said and it seems to be that people forgot what we we're arguing about yeah. um and and yes the argument was it was a it was a, a serious argument between or discussion shall i say between he and alma and and he and his family and he and alma's family because uh, they weren't happy with them marrying him and vice versa uh because completely different backgrounds and alma brendan's wife was as was well to do compared to brendan she was a she was well educated um, um is well educated smart lady yeah. But they fell for each other and he realised love conquers all. It uh, doesn't matter what, doesn't matter where, colour, creed, whatever, religion. And, uh, and I would say they, are, are, they were the strongest uh, couple of, of love and respect I've ever seen with, with somebody. And so, so uh, and, and, and Brendan was a loyal man. He loved his wife. And, um, and, he, and and usually, sometimes when you'll get trainers, and some trainers will smoke, they'll drink, they'll they'll fornicate, and <laughs> and but they'll tell you not to. Yeah. Brendan did none of that. You yeah. know, he didn't. He didn't. He practiced what he preached. So so with Brendan, you was always respectful around him because uh, he practiced what he preached. You you respected his word because he practiced what he preached. He wasn't stood in the con with a big fat beer belly and a fag in his mouth. Mm. You know, he, he practiced what he preached. And that's why, that's part of the reason why people always, res he was respected. The ones that didn't respect him were the ones that didn't understand him or didn't get him. And, and it's because his teachings were very unorthodox. Mm. And with his teachings being very unorthodox, of course, it, it creates um, dispute, dislike, jealousy. Um, the one crime you can't, uh, uh, jealousy and envy is the one crime you can't get punished for. That's what Brendan used to say. But it's human nature. <laughs> And um, I was fortunate enough to, and I, I'll always say it, I was fortunate enough to live in the same city as Brendan. I was mm -hmm. fortunate enough to, 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 to be able to go to his gym. I was fortunate enough to, to say he's a friend, my manager, my trainer. I was fortunate enough to, to meet such an amazing guy because, I, and I thought, because I came from nothing. Mm. I, didn't, I, I didn't have any natural talent. I came from nothing. So for me to end up in his lab tells me that, anybody can do it if you want it enough if you look in the right places and, and you know what but i'll take that back because i didn't want to box mm. i was i was hypnotized by <clears throat> or brainwashed as he'd say uh <laughs> by brendan uh how his, his philosophy how he's talked and he didn't talk like a brainiac he didn't talk like a religious preacher he he just spoke on a common sense down-to-earth level of understanding which 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 i got because I left school with no qualifications. So I understood where he was coming from. And he understood me. Mm. He had no education. His wife helped him learn him to read and write. 
Wow. And 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 she used to used to have to fill the contracts out and sign for stuff. He he then he bought himself a dictionary and started. Uh, he'd re ask her how to pronounce the words, then how to spell the words. And uh, it was kind of a running joke because you're going to the house and she's saying, Brendan, I'm sick of you reading that book. And you keep asking me this question, what does this mean? He'd love homeschooling at the moment there, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the point where he had a, uh, uh, a library of, of so much historic, um, uh, religious, uh, political um, mixture. It was second mm. to none. That's yeah, that's, a, that's amazing, that, that grounding. What, where did boxing fit in for Brendan as well? Because he was a professional boxer, wasn't he? I looked at his record, it was mixed, wasn't it? 19 wins, I believe, 14 losses. And I suppose through that, you gain an insight in a philosophy of life, don't you? Not to be too high in the wins, not to be too down in the defeats. Was that a source of, I guess, emotional equilibrium for him? So the Ingalls were a family of 13 from a place called um, Rings End in Dublin. And Brendan was probably to run for the litter. He used to tell us about when he was at school and how defiant he was sometimes where the t when he didn't know something, the teacher would get his hand out and slap it. Uh, you'd get the cane. Uh, he told us about how we, all his brothers boxed as well. And they were one more family because they were a family of boxers. He said the problem was he fought with his face and he, would, <laughs> he, he met somebody like him that taught us how to, to box, uh, how to, to the sweet science. So, so his family were now well known. Funny enough, I can remember he for the first time, God, it must have been early 80s. Like for the first time, he took us to, to his, home, his family home in, in Ringsend in Dublin. There was me, Brian Anderson, former British middleweight champion, Harold Graham, former world title contender. Mm -hmm. uh, so three big black guys down, walking down this mm -hmm. street in Ringsend. Uh, where his family lived. And this little, these little kids run out of an alleyway close by. And I swear you not. These, one of these kids run and grabbed Errol's hand and started rubbing his hand, saying, does it rub off? Does it rub off? <laughs> oh, what? Really? And we wow. were dying. We were dying. We were laughing at that. But it was, it was that. That's how it was then. You go to Dublin now. It's very multicultural. But it, it, and it wasn't a disdain. It was a curiosity. Yeah. Brendan was from that background. And, and, and it always baffles me of how this guy could have such a multicultural, successful gym um, coming from that background of not mixed, not knowing different cultures, uh, religions, um, uh, people from all shapes and sizes. Yeah. So Brendan, his life was always a learning thing. He says, you, you, you can't, you, to get wisdom, you've got to go through experiences, good and bad. And, and I find myself repeating him uh, like as though it's second nature. And I think, God, yeah. you, sound like, you sound like a proper little Brendan follower. <laughs> but I am. And, 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 and the things he told me, there's nothing he's told me that I found was wrong. Yeah. And even when I didn't understand the method of the madness, I eventually did. And, um, and, and that's why I will be forever grateful and respectful of he and his family uh, because there is family. And um, and this guy was oh uh, such a smart fellow. It's it's really interesting when you talk about when you mentioned a few moments ago about the importance of role models being what they talk about in terms of Brendan because we always think of the Rocky films and inspirational films and boxing is synonymous with those motivational speeches those moments that get up off the ground and go again kind of ethos but you're right that unless the trainer embodies it it's almost meaningless because we all encounter in our, in our jobs in our personal life there we people who are preaching a lot of good particularly now you know let's be honest there's a cynicism around certain aspects of social media people yeah. purporting to be something that maybe they're not 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's key, isn't it? I think that, you know, it resonates more deeply in, in young people as well if they see someone living their, their message. That, that's what I'm saying. Brendan was for real. And, 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 and he, was, he was consistent. So when people doubted, when people mocked, when people tried to pull the rug from him, went underneath him, when people disrespected, when Brendan was consistent in who he was. Yeah. And it was eventually the world actually adjusting and thought, well, actually, we're wrong <laughs> and not him. And he was happy to stand on his own because he knew as far as he was concerned, that was, that was the right thing in his head. And of course, we've all, we all make mistakes. And I'm quite sure he did one or two in his life, but that's how he got, became so wise. Um, I think Brendan, how, what he did, how he would be, be with social media now, he'd have no idea. Mm. How he would be with, uh, how he would have handled this, the current climate with race and, uh, um, uh, and diversity. Brendan would have been classed as politically incorrect, uh, but he would have been classed as a messiah. This mm. guy, his, his approach was so unorthodox, but so successful. Would, and, would, I, would, again, I, and again, I will always say, my, I, the gym I came from, even before I was there, I'd always been multicultural. You had op opposing gangs in that gym. And this little Irish fella, this little white Irish <laughs> fella from Rings End in Dublin was the orchestrator of making sure there was calm, respect, once you walk through those doors. Who else could generate something like that? Yeah. To me, nobody. And it, what was fascinating is that he had this divisive experience around religion and I suppose quite a, uh, a bruising experience, really, if, if he had to marry his wife against the wishes of his family and in, in some senses his whole community in Dublin. But he went, he went and did that. But the, the gym was born out not from a, a desire to be a professional boxing coach. Wasn't it born out from a, a request from a priest? Is that right? Yeah, so Brennan was a caretaker of the church hall and the church. And even until just before his death, he still, you'd, you'd drive up Newman Road, he'd have the lawnmower, he'd be cutting the grass for the church. <laughs> uh, he'd, be, he'd be tidying the weeds on the road, digging them up. That, his job was a caretaker. And, uh, and then when the church hall eventually became available, he asked them for, for, for the church hall. That's what he did. And so, wow. so in doing that, I actually thought to myself, you know what, this guy's unbelievable. This guy's, he's on it, he's on point. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and because and people wouldn't they couldn't get it when they'd see him when they'd see him um, um, when they'd see him cutting the grass and having us us lot up walking the road cutting the grass and doing the weeds um, um, they'd be thinking how's he got him to do that he must be paying him some right money yeah. you know the people just did not get it or understand it how he it did it do you think sport lacks that now? Because footballers always talk about, of a, of a slightly older generation, how they used to have to clean boots and, and do this sort of dirty stuff around the, the club. Do you think that sometimes that, that professional sports people lack that, that grounding now, that, that humbling experience? Yep. Yes, they do. And that's what, listen, this is why I was fans of people like Sir Alex Ferguson, because he demanded respect uh, and got it. Uh, he... Uh, he and, and, and you saw that with iconic footballers like uh, um, Cantona and, and Beckham and Giggs, all of them. And they all, um, they all, no matter what, they all, they all, they all stuck by it. And look at how, how look at these people today. They're iconic. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, um, um, a, a lot of kids don't, don't seem to be, understand or instill that respect from within. Yeah, it's, it's interesting with, with the community aspect as well, because as you say, 
Ireland was a pretty homogenous place in terms of being a white place. But when, when Irish people move over, they're always seen as they almost miss a sense of community that was in Ireland. And almost like Brendan recreated that in the church. And that's one of the positives about the church, isn't it? That for its negative, it can be taken the wrong way sometimes. People can argue, people can argue but, it, but it is a community center. And um, that's what Brendan seems to be was about bringing people yeah. together. Yes, and that, that's what, and, and you, we, well, you know Brendan from the boxing. You, that's where you know Brendan from. Yeah. You know Brendan through the successes he's had and failures he's had in boxing. Brent, that was just 10% of who Brendan was. Because if you knew what this, how this guy was received and how he helped the community of Sheffield, not just Winkerbank, how he, how he inspired, how he advised, how he helped families who had nothing, that is 90% of who he was. And I didn't actually realise how much he was that person until his death or just before his death. At times we'd walk in the street and like complete strangers come up with their kids and that saying, hi, Brendan, uh, I remember, and, and they, they, they'd be like thanking him for helping him out. Um, um, thank him for helping him out in regards to their family and stuff like that. And I'm like, when have you got time to do that? I'm kind of <laughs> like a jealous girl thinking, well, he's, he's, he's my Brendan, how, how do you know him? When well, have you what? got time for that kind of relationship with him? Well, what did, so, his, what, what did his kids make of his relationship with you guys as well? Was there, was there envy and jealousy I, I, there? Obviously, Dominic's a trainer now, because that must have been tough in a way. Yeah, so I, 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 from my understanding, from what I saw, I think at times it was hard for Brendan because they uh, were resentful because at, at points, at times, not of us, but because we had his attention. And I'm quite sure at times the kids thought, well, you're spending more time with them than you are with us. Yeah. And I'm quite sure we did the same. So Brendan, and, and, and you know what? It wasn't just us, it was everybody. He was a people person. I think as time grew, went on and they grew up to understand their dad, him, his, his, his motions and why he did what he did, then they got it. Then they, then they, uh, they understood. Uh, and and that, was, that was his, that was his, his decision in life. And, and, and then they pick it on as well. Dominic is a completely different kind of trainer from Brendan, whereas Dominic saw how Brendan would fall in love with his trainers and bend over his fights and bend over backwards for them to uh, to make life um, uh, to make life uh, easier. Dominic says, "No, this is what we're doing." Yeah, you did, know, he, did, he, did, did, did he sacrifice himself a lot then, Brendan? Do you think he sort of put a lot of himself out there? Was that draining for him in some ways? Uh, yeah, because look, oh, listen, when you see your dad working with fighters and helping fighters. And those same fighters turn around and do the opposite to what Brendan spent all these years trying to teach him to do. Of course, um, of course, you're gonna you're gonna be resentful and think that's not gonna happen to me. And I can remember at times Dominic uh, used to, like well now I said Dom, Dominic said Johnny, I saw people mess my dad about. I saw people waste my dad's time. I'm not having that because we didn't like it when we were kids. And but that was that was who he was. That's what he preferred to do. So, so, so in doing that, I just thought, you know what, good on him, fair enough. Yeah. You know, and that's why, that's why with Brendan, I, I get it, I saw it, and it's not a second-hand story. This is something I saw. Yeah. Something that I, uh, this is something I experienced. So, so no one can tell me any different about, uh, about Brendan, because I saw it with my own eyes. Mm. And, yeah, you... and, and that's why, that's why I can champion Brendan. I can, yeah. I can tell you how important this man is because he, um, 
he he uh, I saw it from I saw it myself. You can certainly empathise with Dominic's position, but I suppose Brendan's argument would be that you have to be consistent across the board, and there will be setbacks. But it's about the the destination and the impact you you have long term. And it's fascinating that because the older you get, the more you realise that in this world of uh, where people are courting fame and an influence beyond their immediate circle, and obviously there are people who tra- transcend the world, Muhammad Ali and people like that. But actually, the most meaningful relationships are those people who know you and they know you inside and out. And actually, that impact is is more significant isn't it what were your early exchanges with him like when where did you meet him and, and how because and when um, at what point what point did he tell you you should be a boxer because you've always been modest about your talent and your your attitude when you first started the sport uh, mine was with brendan it was um when i first went into the gym again i didn't go there to be a boxer i went there to to, to make friends and that's yeah. the honest truth and um and brendan he could kind of sniff you out. He could sniff out the the the, the weed. Hello, hello, Johnny. Can you hear me? That's better. Yeah, I can hear. You. Is that better? Yeah, absolutely, buddy. No worries. All good. All good. Sorry. But you yeah. said about so, Brent, so, Brent, Brendan sniffing out the weed, the weeds or the weed. I can't remember which yeah, one you were saying. The weak, the weak. Brendan could sniff out the weak in a in a heartbeat. The the, the, the people that weren't confident, the people that were strong the people that were arrogant and hungry and angry. He was a very good reader of people. Mm. And so, and so, and, and he got me in a heartbeat. Uh, and I, I think it was that first conversation. Tell me who you are. Now, if really? you went up to somebody <laughs> and after, the, after, after saying hello, yeah. their, their next thing to you is like, tell me about yourself. Even as an adult, you'd be like, what? That's a yeah. bit of a... Yeah, you'd be stutter, you'd go red, you'd be like... Uh, um, uh, um. What would you say? Uh, I, I, I'm Johnny, I'm 16, I like Transformers. What would you say yeah, to that? Yeah. That's <laughs> and that's, that's, uh, that's exactly what it's like. Cause all of a sudden, you're asked to, to, to speak about who you think you are or who you think people think you are. You're mm-hmm. asked to, to tell a truth about yourself. We're never asked. No. I could go up to anybody, anybody listening to this, if, try it with a complete stranger. Just say, tell me about it. Just go up to him. I'll go <laughs> to a family member and just say, you've got two minutes. Tell me about yourself. Yeah. Is that, important? They is spend, that, is that important, you think? Most important. Because, because it's about confidence building. It's about yeah. thought. It's about um, uh, learning. It's about... Um, because me and you might see, see the same thing differently. Mm. Um, uh, it's about... Uh, you know, if, you, if, if you're good at something, own it. I always say, excuse my French, own your shit. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, own it. You know, and, and so, and a, a lot of us are, you know, if we can be honest with ourselves, that is the beginning of so much learning. And I knew that first day, that first conversation, that this guy has my attention. He's made me think, even though I didn't like it, even though I felt uncomfortable, this guy made me think. What, what, did, you say guy, to, what did you say to him then at that point? I started to stutter. And mm. then as I started to say, my name's Johnny, he said, stop. Face the wall, which is right next to him. He said, don't tell me, tell them. And it was a brick wall. And I'm like, <laughs> so now I'm thinking, what the hell is this? This guy's lost it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought, what <laughs> is this? I thought, okay. And, and remember, I've been in that gym all my life. And that's, that didn't just happen to me. I can remember Clinton Woods, former World Light Heavyweight Champion, came in. Yeah. He did it to him. Clinton stopped and said, I'm not doing that. I'm not stupid, you know. And oh, wow. Wow. And, and left. I remember Lennox Lewis coming down. And yeah. Lennox looking at Brennan as if say, are, are you joking? <laughs> and so what, what Brennan's job was to make you use your mind, make you think, make you 
own, it was a beginning of you owning who you are, having the common confidence. And to me, I now know, looking at that, that was a beginning of the birth of my confidence, even though I didn't realize how long the journey would take for me to be fully confident of who I am and what I can do. But I understood, once I became world champion, I understood why I'd been groomed in such a way. Yeah, that's powerful, isn't it? And facing up to those fears and, and that, that lack of, or that doubt over, over who we are is quite key. But what did he think then when you ask other people what they think of you? Obviously, you don't want to be defined by other people, particularly people who maybe didn't have your best interests at heart. But is, is it you learn, you, you kind of put that through a filter of a process and think, well, what can that tell me about what I'm projecting? Is that, is that the, the reason you exactly. ask people? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's the whole reason. And then when he asked me about me, he said, and what have you heard about me? Now, Brendan, remember, I'm one of I'm hundreds that I've been through. So he knows it all. He's heard it all. Hmm. So I thought, okay, you've asked me. I said, well, I've heard you were a con man not to trust you. Really? And he said, yeah. And he said, and he's like, what? Did he even seem shocked? <laughs> he said, and what do you think? And I said, I think I want to find out for myself. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> that reply was, good answer. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's um, but, but he, he faced his ego. He, he he didn't have a brittle ego that he clearly was able to take that criticism and that perception. And that's interesting, isn't it? Because that's a big thing. As you get older, you realise the more fragile your ego is, the more traumatic life can be. Yeah, but but but, but I and he also he did and he taught me and uh, to understand why people think like that. He didn't take it personal. That's why I say to people, don't take things personal unless they know you personally. Yeah. Brendan didn't take it personal. People just didn't understand what he was doing. And again, I'm not comparing him to Jesus, but he'd always tell us about stories. Uh, just, to, just, just, and he'd always say, same story, different actor. Look how they treated Jesus. Yeah. Look what they did to Jesus. And, and so, so and, and he wasn't, and I'm not comparing him to Jesus. What I'm doing is, he, he's basically saying, it's the same story, different actors, years down the line. This is human nature. Yeah. And, and that's what you've got to get your head around. Instead of thinking, what's he doing to pay? No, he's giving you the example. If he can do it to somebody so high, he can do it easy to do it to me. What, what did and, he, and, what, you said, what would he make of the modern conversations around equality and things like that? Do you think he would, he would see a, a disingenuous aspect to it that, that perhaps people are, the modern word is virtue signaling, isn't it? Do you think he yeah. would say that people aren't being open, they're not having real conversations, that perhaps they're just reiterating slogans? Yes. Yeah, without a doubt, uh, without a doubt, he, 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 because he try and he try and mimic, emulate the same world we had in the gym. Yeah, and so sometimes you've got to have conversations that are brutal conversations, some conversations that you make you feel uncomfortable, and then once past, once you get past uncomfortable, you think, you know what? I made a bigger deal out of it than what actually that what it actually was. When mm. people use terminology, when people use gestures, when people uh, misunderstand one another. He's addressing the elephant in the room there and then and killing it dead, done. So we get it. Oh, yeah, I get it. So he was big because on intent. He was big on intent rather than superficial things, was he? Because we're, we're very hard. Oh, my on, goodness. On, my on, goodness. This, this, yeah, this superficial foolishness, he, not in a million years would he, would he have tolerated or, or, or give, it, uh, give it any time at all. I'm quite sure with the, with, with the social media world, he wouldn't have no idea at all and it'd be Dominic and John or his daughters doing that stuff for him yeah. because he's real. Yeah. He, and, and he used to say, you know, I never, because of Brendan, I've never played like TV games and yeah. uh, all that sort of stuff. Sit at home on, I've never done that. 
Well, yeah, some, always said. some of the stuff you hear now is just in, in quite incredible. You're not allowed to, you know, some people aren't calling mothers mothers. There's some definition of what they are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so Brent, Brendan said, if you've got time to play a game, which is non-productive to you personally, you've got time to pick up a book and read a book. Which, yeah. and, 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 and he said, and, and he didn't understand why people couldn't see this, which is true. He said, if you're, if you're in a, at home, and you see your father and mother arguing every day, or your dad just sat there drinking beer and re- reading the newspaper. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, if that's your surroundings, that's who you're going to be growing up. So to inspire the people around you, you have to set an example. It's down to your parents. And sometimes your parents don't do these things out of, out of uh, bitterness. They do it out of ignorance. That's just yeah. how they are. But, but and they've not met someone like Ben to say, look, you're not setting a good example. You know, there's a thing called subtle influence, subtle persuasion. And, 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 and so and that's how you influence your, 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 your siblings, uh, your family, people around, the close ones around you, by, by letting them, letting, putting them in the environment. Another one of his sayings were, uh, if you hang about with idiots, you're more likely to be an idiot. If you hang about with wealthy people, you've got more chance of becoming wealthy. Yeah, because what you're doing is you're learning of people's behavior. You're seeing yeah. what could and couldn't be done. Brendan, the first time I actually went to London to a function, I was actually at school. And, um, <laughs> and Brent, it was a boxing writer's dinner at the Savoy. And uh, Brendan wow. um, gave me one of his jackets to wear because I only had my school blazer. I didn't, didn't own a silk. Was that a bit small? I wore my... <laughs> no, no, it actually fit me then. Okay. Uh, well, it was short. It was short in the arms. Yeah. Uh, but but it fit me then, so I looked like a big, big dog. Um, and uh, in my school track, so I went to it, and he said, "I want you to, um, I want you to, to to see this and get used to it now, because eventually, one day, it might be you. I want you to see how everybody is. I want you to. So you want me to? And I sort of like to Frank Brune on people like that. And all wow. these people. Like, my god you know all these famous old-time boxers and to me it was a big deal yeah but and, and, you know especially when you're going to the savoy and you see the chandeliers and how gorgeous it is and everything to me it was a big a big deal but but to go to school the next day to go to school the next day and when you go to school the next day mm. i couldn't tell anybody about what i'd just been and what i'd just done Wouldn't because i thought nobody but no, nobody believed me wow and so 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 i'm all, all i'm all like in a daydream thinking, oh my God, I've just been to big old London and, and, and I met all these people and nobody believed me. So it's like I had two different lives. It's almost like when you, when you talk about Brendan, it's almost like he was trying to live that. Is it the Rudyard Kipling, you'll be a man, my son, was the, the, the poem, wasn't yeah, it? About that, if, you, that, if you can that, mix with princes and paupers and, and you did exactly, the whole thing. Ex- yeah. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It wasn't like that. It's exactly what it was. And, yeah. and, and he didn't, and remember, he didn't do this with just me. He did it with many fighters before me, many fighters after me. Obviously, the more famous one you'd see is, is Naz. Mm. So, and, and, and we were all blaggers. It, it was a good laugh for us to go to these events and see what we could nick, see what we could blag. So with Brendan, <laughs> it was like trying to train white mice and say, come on, baby yourself. Yeah. You know, we were lads. We were young. We were like excited because well, we but were Na- somewhere... But, Na- but Naz was such a, a flamboyant character, wasn't he? What did Brendan make of that? Was he just that Naz was no, being no, himself? No, but, 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 no, no, but Naz was inspired by the older ones around him. Mm. Um, as he knows. And so Naz, um, he was a mouthy little kid. He was annoying, yeah. you know, and, and, and one of the two of us were. And so, but it got to a point where his annoyance, he had to back up his post. So people, it was disdain. People didn't like him. 
But then eventually, when he started to back up his boat, I thought, oh my God, this kid's like... But he was annoying. It's just He was an annoying kid. But he was a gym rat. Yeah. He was a gym rat. Uh, and he lived in the gym. And he seemed like a prodigious talent, but you've you know, been self-deprecating and said that you didn't see yourself being a boxer. What did Brendan see in you? At what point, how long have you been there when he thought that maybe you could have a career in, in boxing? When did he convince you of that? Uh, he tried, he, he, from, the first day, well, from the first day, even as an amateur, remember, mm. 13 amateur fights, only been the three. Wow. He said, if you stick, me, stick with me and listen, you'll end up being world champion. That's what he said. And was that something physical he saw in you that, you know, your, your yeah, game? Yeah, so, so atti attitude. No, no, attitude, because I didn't have talent. Mm. Attitude, um, uh, my attitude was, I was, I was listening. I was inquisitive. I wanted to hear. I want, I was, so he thought, if you listen, I can teach you. Yeah. And, and it's like now, I can tell you. No, I can't tell you. But I can, <laughs> there's a, it's success and failure is a very thin line. Yeah. And we all think, when we're chasing success, it's the uh, it's it's so hard and almost impossible to get, uh, and then when we get it, you think, oh my god, is that it? <laughs> it's that thin line, and 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 then and so once you know that formula to success, and not be my luck. Once you once you found that formula to success, then you realise that line is very thin, yep. and, <laughs> and it's it's actually harder staying successful than actually becoming successful. Those that are trying to become successful actually will not, will not understand that. Those yeah. that have actually been successful in that field will totally get where I'm coming from. Shift motivation, yeah, at that point. When you become successful, you have to change the, the dynamic, yeah. I suppose. But what's interesting, you go back to that Kipling thing, is he always talked about, is it not to congratulate yourself too much in, victor in victory, not to berate yourself too much in defeat? Yeah. Is that because that's been echoed in in different sort of self help advice down the years? And I think I've drawn inspiration from that in the sense that you don't glory too much when things are going well, but you don't get too down when they're when they're going sort of against you. Is that is that one of Brendan's key teachings? And that was Brendan's line. Brendan's line to us, uh, the, the the modern day translation of that was, when you read about yourself in the paper, good or bad, ignore it. Because yeah. the one that say good things about you don't know you. The one that say bad things about you don't know you. So so don't all of a sudden say, I like, I like, I like hearing this good stuff about me because they don't know you. So that's their, that's their perception and vice versa. So you don't take anything even to the heart. And that's why with social media today, yeah, I actually don't get sportsmen and women that are, are, are affected by what armchair champions are saying. You're rubbish, you're no good, you're this, that, and the other. Why would you let somebody like that influence you as, a, as a, an athlete when you're the one that's getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning to train, uh, uh, working out hard, dieting, consistently doing your job, but somebody that's never done it or somebody that's never been as successful as you or walk your shoes can say one word or say something negative to, to, to upset you and put you off, say, oh, no, I don't want to do it because somebody wrote something about it really hurt my feelings. Get over yourself. Yeah. Because, it, because, because, because it'd be like, I suppose it'd be like a king. Blow, blowing in the wind. Though, by yeah. A yeah. 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 Be, being influenced by a pauper saying, oh, you're a rubbish king. Oh, I better advocate then because he said I'm rubbish. <laughs> and, and so, 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 and that's why Brendan said, don't believe. Yeah. And that's why you get the, that's why you. you get the feedback. Like you said, going back to the first point, the sort of texture of it is you get the feedback from the people who know you and then you try and, you know, try and work out how you use that. Yeah. Don't use it from people who don't, who are, who are obviously yeah. usually unhappy in themselves and looking to upset other people as a, a way of yeah exactly and that's what that's why 
when you unfortunately you have trolls you have people that just you know their mind might be and their life might be in a certain place where that's why they, that's how they are that's why they think that's why they think the way they think that's just how they are um and, and so so you've got to understand then you can react in a certain way back to them but everybody's got problems you know everybody's got issues uh but not everybody's is 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 can be seen. So when they project it onto others in regards to how they look at you, how they perceive you, um, it's not your problem. What you can ha- try and help them, like Brendan, but it's not your problem. You shouldn't let it affect what you're doing. What would Brendan's take be on, you know, the righteous quest for equality that everyone should be treated fairly, but the, the dangers of being fatalistic that you cannot succeed because the system stacked against you because clearly he had a multicultural gym who he believed could succeed and did succeed four world champions what would his attitude be to inspire people just to say look the world isn't fair but you can prosper you can succeed regardless of your background well uh the, the system had always been against Brenda from the amateurs and that he nearly walked away because the system was so unjust and fair and that's why he turned professional of why did he stay an amateur coach Mm. Um, our gym has been multicultural for 40 odd years and I mean and it, I don't, don't just mean black and white yeah. uh, and religiously I mean male and female and, and people frowned upon it uh, and, and at one point the boxing board tried to give him how to say the amateurs and the professionals can't train together wow. you know little little stupid silly things but then Brendan then you'd look across at the American amateurs and they're like little pros because that's how it is in the amateur system over there. And then we wonder why we're always losing at the amateurs mm. or we look wonder. So Brendan was a, a proper dandy common sense um, view of things. Uh, and so 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 and how we deal with it with us individually, he said, and you know, he told us because our, in, in the gym, our, our, our language is a little industrial, <laughs> should I say. And so if you came if you came in the gym and um, and you saw it and you heard it, you'd be might be horrified. You might think, oh no, that's not right. But I'll tell you one thing, it prepared you for getting out in the big bad world. And mm. and and my my and when that penny dropped for me was when I boxed in Doncaster, Melbourne, Australia. Wow. And 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 I, I had such I, I, I experienced something I thought, thanks, Brent. I got totally got it. Because he said, when you go into first of all, he he said when you go somewhere people are going to call you by your second name don't be offended by it so it's like nelson you know i'm like so 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 if people kept saying draper yeah you know, you'd be like yeah at first you think well you don't familiar, you don't know me well enough to talk to me like that but you know we're we yeah, all yeah. friends but, but then you, your mates to do it from school or, or whatever sport, sport as well um, coaches would always say your surname wouldn't they often you know yeah yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying so that that was the being then then he said and what had happened is you'd fight somewhere um, and 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 he's going to have supporters. He's going to have people that are there to support him. And so he's going to not that he doesn't know it. It doesn't. Um, he, what he's going to do is he's going to try his hardest to. Uh, uh, yeah, he's going to try. They're going to try the hardest to do your head in and put you on. So yeah. in doing that, in, in doing that, you've got to be ready for um, for that. Don't let him put you on. Don't let do your head in. Uh, yeah. Not, going back to that, not, not getting too high and not getting too low. It's interesting what you said before because yes. that, that comes back to your your experience. You know, because you're in the bubble at the moment with fighters, yeah. and they're some are, some are friendly, some are, have animus to the opponent. But Brendan was very much uh, keep yeah. a straight a straight line down the middle, isn't it? And not be not yeah, exactly, exactly. And I can remember when I went to Australia, and um, and that was the story I was telling you. I went, I was boxing a guy called Dave Russell, and he was very he was a popular local guy, and and. Uh, 
And and when I went in the ring, they, the amount of abuse I got was mm. unbelievable. You black this, you black. People give me some right stick. Wow. Shade to Jack and, Johnson and, and, when, he won, when he fought in Australia as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Wow. As I'm walking into the ring, they're trying to spit, trying to kick my ankles as I'm walking in. This is happening. It's not a book. This is happening. I can tell you this because I'm, I'm talking from experience. So, 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 that, and I'm thinking in their job, they're trying to do my head in. So he, so he, uh, so wanting him to win. They want to intimidate me. That's what happens. He happened on a smaller scale when I boxed Ian Bullock for the British title in Bolsover. It, you know, so so th- these people don't know me personally, but they love the person they're supporting. So therefore, they're going to do everything and anything possible to make their man win. Yeah, which I which I get tribal. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 which I get. So so again, Brenda said, don't take it personally. They don't know you personally, but they're going to say anything that they think will get under your skin. So so and that's just how it was. That's just how it is. What time's pressing, Johnny? But quickly, what was his the boxing unorthodoxy? What were his principles, his techniques that you know, for people who maybe aren't boxing fans? It's very simple, very simple. Hit and not be hit. It's yeah. the sweet science. And the, the fighters from my gym, we, there weren't many exciting crash bang wallop fighters, but we were, we, but most of the fighters could box. Most of the fighters walked out of the gym without brain damage, without a broken nose, without cauliflower ear. Do you it's feel that? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you feel grateful for that in yourself now? As you have, you're obviously very lucid. You're having a conversation now. Do you feel in yourself well? Yeah, my goodness, yeah. yeah. You, know, you look at the likes. I can remember seeing fighters in some unbelievable life and death situations, but and then when they're done, nobody cares about them. So when yeah. you want to entertain them, put your life on the line and get battered, you keep going back and getting battered to want to entertain somebody. But when you're done and you're in hospital or, or you're shuffling around trying to tie your shoelaces, where are those people? Where are those people when you're at home, you know, struggling to, to, yeah. to function normally? So Brendan said, it doesn't have to be like, the damage is done in the gym. So as long as you train right, prep right, when you go and fight, it, it reduces it. it, reduces it. We, we body sparred. The system hated that. We, they mocked us. Um, yeah. When we, we just sparred to the body, we wouldn't hit to the head. He said, why would you do that every day? Of yeah. course you're going to get brain damage. That's interesting, um, isn't it? The, the attitude to sparring, because even in, in combat sports like Muay Thai, it's very much just touching. It's not, it's not full-on combat. Yeah. It's kind of um, mixing yeah, and, and but, moving. But, and... But in, yeah, but in boxing, trust me, a lot, the majority of the gym are actually, um, are actually bang, straight in there, smashing it. And, yeah. and, Brent, and Mo, Brennan got so much stick from, from, from the system and other trainers and other people saying, nah, nah, I'm into that. And, and we actually, if you look at the fights from the Ingle gym, they are so technically on point, accurate. Pace is good. Mm. Uh, yes, our style isn't crash bang wallop in your face. Um, uh, and so, so the only the most popular one, obviously, to come out of the gym is Daz because he was a good offensive and defensive fighter that had power. Mm. But he wasn't standing in your face or two no. Gatti style. No, nobody in our gym has been like that. Yeah, because we weren't taught that way. And that, but that's important, isn't it? That people realise because there's a lot of sort of kudos given and, and romance about gym wars and things like that but this is it is real and chris dixon a mutual friend of ours former editor of boxing news has got a book coming out called damage which he thinks is his duty to the sport to produce which just details the the, the result of significant and consistent brain trauma on people's lives you know he's he's, yeah. he's interviewed a lot of old fighters and he's looked at the science now and it's not it's not it's not a chance thing or bad luck it's like you get hit in the head enough it's not going to be a, a good, good yeah luck. of course so if you're going to a gym every day to train and you're sparring every day in the gym, and you're getting hit in the head every day. Say, for instance, this is how Brendan did the analogy. Say, for instance, you're going to you sparring, and you get 200 hit 200 times in the head when you're sparring, one way or another. 
So you do that five times a week, you're getting hit a thousand times a week in the head, 4,000 times a month in the head. Why would you not think this is going to affect your, you somehow, some way down the line? So, so most of the time, we body spar. And when it came to a fight, a couple of weeks before, three or four weeks before, we'd open spar. And we wouldn't do it every day. Uh, we'd open spar. We'd get sparring partners in um, and, and, um, and do it that way. So he, re- oh, he reduced it. So and, and, and bringing open sparring in three or four weeks before, all he's doing is adjusting the timing, uh, um, accuracy and everything from body to head. And you just get used to it. And you get used to it in an instant because you're always sparring. Once you yeah. get used to the timing, you, you, you're there because you're working on every aspect of the game. Yeah, and, and Nigel. Ben, what, yeah, it's interesting. Nigel Ben actually talked about that recently. He never had I mean, gym wars. He walked away from it. So that you know, I was. <laughs> it was a fighter, but you've got yeah. you've obviously got someone coming in now, Johnny. But we'll leave it. But what's your final thought on um, on Brendan? I really appreciate your time, and I'm mean, a real shame that I never, never got to meet him. But what would be your 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 kind of your memory, and if you could distill a kernel of truth, uh, Brendan? So 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 you know what, Ed? When you asked me to do this, I actually uh, I, I gulped. Because I always struggle to talk about Brendan. Yeah. And as time's gone on, I actually, I tell the word with myself because I was doing, I wasn't doing me or him any, any justice because I choke up. I wouldn't be able to finish what I was saying because it was so emotional. I love the guy. Mm. He's a good guy. So in my head, I thought, you know what, Johnny, don't, don't, don't sit down and prep or do stuff. Just, just speak from the heart. You speak from the heart. Then I, I enjoy telling the stories about Brendan. I enjoy yeah. reminiscing about Brendan. Yeah, of course, you know, you get me on, a, on the right day, I'll start blubbering. But <laughs> I actually don't feel ashamed of it anymore. No. Where before I felt embarrassed. And so, so with Brendan, I think the effect he had on me, my life, my family's life, that's just me. Well, See- I could never repay him. Uh, the effect he had on others' lives and, and how he inspired them. I could never, ever repay. I, you, can, you would never, ever fully know. And, it's, and, and they're, they're, the chance of me meeting another Brendan in this lifetime, and no. And no, and there's, there are very few Brendans left. But we can try, can't we? That's the message for younger people out there. Try and seek out someone who you admire and you respect what they're doing. And if you can get contact with them, and it may be someone, as you're saying, your personal life doesn't have to be someone yeah. gl- glittering or glamorous. And, and, and just ask them how they approach things. Because I think that's, yeah. that's yeah. important as you get older. And I appreciate speaking to people like you are you know, a little bit older than me. And you, you get that wisdom from people, I think. Which yeah, is, which is exactly, exactly. And so, you know, it's lessons learned, lessons learned. But I, I feel very fortunate. I feel very fortunate to have been involved in touch with, with know somebody Johnny like for, fortunate to have your time appreciate it as ever mate thank you very much we'll speak to you again soon hopefully no problem man. take care man fascinating conversation with Johnny Nelson Brendan Ingle um, sorry to say I never actually got to meet him but some of those principles echo and resonate through Johnny's words and the, the sheer reverence he has for his trainer and mentor is really impressive and, and some of those approaches to life how it takes just a moment. We have all these minutes and in, in a life, or if we're lucky enough anyway, to live to a, a decent age. But do we take that time to figure out what our approach is, what our system is, what our principles are, who we are? That was a key question, wasn't it? Who are you? And then having to maybe ask those close to you, not people on Twitter who don't know you or whoever, but just those people close to you, kind of whether that resonates and chimes with your self-image and perhaps how you need to tweak things. If, if not, I find that really interesting from Johnny. I hope you did too. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you do enjoy it, and if you could rate it on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on, that would be fantastic and much appreciated. 
Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene V, the house around the corner from me, actually, in Montpellier in the west of England in Cheltenham, the courtyard. Hopefully, that will be back up and running, I presume, maybe next month. Is that right? April, uh, due to the, the ongoing plan of easing of restrictions here post-lockdown. Um, hope so. But they're obviously very much active at the moment, Bang Olufsen, Cheltenham online. Thank you to Cytoplan for the association with the podcast. If you are looking to optimize your immunity, just top up something. Maybe you're jogging more as I am and you want to look at glucosamine for joint health, perhaps to reinforce those knees and, and hips. I'm <laughs> feeling the pace a little bit. Lower back as well because I drive quite a lot at the moment. Can't stay in London like I used to. I used to stay with my aunts around the corner from Sky Sports, my day job, but she's in the honorable category and obviously the restrictions uh, inhibit that at the moment, although she has had her initial vaccination. So hopefully in the near future, I'll be able to, to stay over occasionally, but driving a bit in that crouch position, running on concrete. Yeah, I felt it in my joints as well. But cytoplan.co.uk, if you would like a 30% discount off your initial purchase, 10% ongoing afterwards, go to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, and the discount code is DRAPER10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the number's one zero and the capital letter R, Draper 10R. So supplements, food-based supplements, so digested as food would be is the principle in the abiding overarching theory. Fortunately, hopefully the weather as it continues to be better, and I think it's going to be fairly sunny here in Cheltenham this week. We get that natural access to things like vitamin D as, as the seasons change. And I hope you're well wherever you are in the world. Once again, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Draper 81 Ed underscore Draper. 81 on instagram to find instagram a complex one though <laughs> the idea of post- posting a picture of myself every day which you know don't get me wrong it's just um i don't know just antithesis of, of how we grew up in lots of ways in the in the 90s and that sort of self-promotion is tricky sometimes isn't it whereas maybe twitter lends itself to more conversation but then there is a vitriol on twitter as we see and i think that idea actually with social media in mind what johnny said there of not taking things personally if people don't know you personally is certainly pertinent to the world of social media, isn't it, where we sometimes get nefarious characters who probably hurt themselves and, and damaged in a sense, trying to reach out and lash out and say nasty things. And that was, a, again, resonant over the weekend. So a rugby journalist experienced that for the basis of some interviews in the Six Nations. So I think that's a, a good principle. Tough, still difficult, but I think it's one to, to bear in mind that if people do lash out there, they don't know you and perhaps you should see their judgment in a lesser light because of it, less relevant. Thank you for listening to the podcast, guys. Hope you are well. Have a good week, and I'll speak to you again soon. Goodbye for now.